I've been on this journey of learning how to enjoy my life, Mm -hmm. Uh, learning to receive the joy that Jesus has for me because I spent a lot of years trying to prove myself. I spent a lot of years um, doing everything for everybody else. I, I, I spent a lot of years giving and did very little receiving. And that's not God's will for me. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got to learn to get in this rhythm yep. of receiving and giving so that you might enjoy your life. And that is God's will for us. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name's Robert, sitting here with a unshaven Chad Moore. You're welcome. Growing out the uh, the five o'clock shadow. That's like a six o'clock shadow. Well, Katrina and I went out of town and uh, I came home and realized I didn't have any razors. So <laughs> left my razor at the hotel out of town. So I haven't had a razor, but she's uh, she's getting me one today. So tonight when we do prayer meeting, I will look all nice and fresh and clean. Look like a 12-year-old Kid again. 12-year-old kid with gray hair. I'll be back. The voice of a smoking grandma. There you go. (laughs) Perfect combination. I I, I am a combination of conundrums. Yes. So at least I'm not wearing Michael Jackson's shirt. Hey, man. Lindsay picked this out for me. It's got a zipper uh, on it. Yeah. And and I was like, what does that zipper do? And uh, it didn't do anything. It just (laughs) opens up to to an empty space. I'm like, all right. It's got like a zipper and rips and stuff. Yeah. It looks like I got in a fight with a velociraptor and... Yeah, maybe I won, maybe I lost. I don't know. Lindsay, just I'm going to just confess this to everybody who's listening hey, right is now. Is Billy Jean your lover? No, no, definitely She's not, not your lover. Not my lover. Right, you might want to sing about it. So Lindsay buys all my clothes. Come on, that was a good Paul. And <laughs> so I got about 15 more, but I'm gonna, I'll, I'll digress. Sorry. Well, and and now we only got 18 minutes left on this podcast. I, I so know we're supposed to talk about people Jesus. People probably want some content. And I'm ripping on your Michael Jackson shirt. Uh, yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay helps dress me, full disclosure. Anytime you're like, man, Robert, his clothes match. I had nothing to do with it. It's 100% right. Lindsay. So. And well, she said this was cool. And I, would, I can't wait to tease Lindsay about this one. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't mind. Anyhow, uh, let's talk about rhythm. <laughs> Last week I wore my Western shirt. I got comments on that yeah, one. yeah. You did I, wear your Western shirt that you're very proud of. No, well, Katrina hates that shirt. That's that has one some of the embroidered reasons why I wear <laughs> like it. Like embroidered stars on the shoulders. I mean, she, it's it's very Western. She literally laughs at me anytime I come down the stairs with that shirt on. It's she's like, like really. It's like Marty McFly trying to pretend like he's in the West Western kind of a shirt. Okay, so twelve year old boy face with the gray hair and the voice <laughs> of a smoking woman wearing the Western shirt. I have that's, the, that's me. You're, you're, I you're have just, the utmost respect for Chad Moore. You're you're, you're a beloved friend and a, and a great lead pastor, and I'm, I'm honored a, to to work with you and work for you, Chad. Tall, uber nerdy guy wearing Michael Jackson shirt. <laughs> I'm I'm honored to serve Jesus with you, Robert. Let's talk about something important. All right, let's talk about the Bible, I guess. Uh, so <laughs> we're talking about how to enjoy. Your life. New I'm gonna, series, yep. I'm going to start by by asking you this question. Chad, have you ever been in seasons of your life where maybe on the outside things look good, things look like, wow, things are going great for Chad, but you weren't actually enjoying your life? Yes. I was about to say, I'm off the rails today, so are you. Yeah. So a waiter serving me in a restaurant when I was in Dallas a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He was from Louisiana. And I asked him a question. <laughs> And uh, he said, I I said, is that good? And he said, is a 40-pound frog heavy? (laughs) And I said, what? 
And he pulled down his mask so I could understand what he was saying. He said, is a 40-pound frog heavy? And I just started laughing. I go, well, I guess it'd be about 40 pounds. He'd go, that'd be right. <laughs> so, yeah, have I ever been depressed on the inside but things look good on the outside? My answer would be, is a 40-pound frog heavy? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, many, many times. I, I think uh, everybody on some level is fighting a, a battle that most people are unaware of and don't know about. Mm-hmm. That's that's the human condition. Yeah. So as we're talking about how to how to enjoy your life, there's some people might hear that and think like, oh, what what is this church doing? Like, what are they about? Is this when some kind of talk about something deep? Is this some kind of feel good? Uh, Bible teaches that the fruit of the spirit is joy. Mm-hmm. Um, to to enjoy is to be filled with joy from from within, and and so you can be in great circumstances and not have joy. And you can be in really rough circumstances and be full of joy. Yeah. Uh, How did you go from a place of, okay, things look good on the outside, but not experiencing joy to going, okay, I'm going to actually choose to experience joy. And and what shifted? What did you do differently? I'm going to go theological with it. Okay. Since how to enjoy your life doesn't sound very deep, but it's actually very deep. It's incredibly deep. deep. Yeah. Um, John chapter 10, verse 10. Mm -hmm. Jesus talks about the devil. Mm Mm-hmm. And he says, the thief comes to still kill and destroy. And then Jesus talks about himself and says, but I have come that you might have life and that you might have it to the full mm-hmm. or that you might have a life abundant. Overflowing. You have yeah. Lots of different translations of that word. Yeah. And the, the theme there is obviously uh, joy. Mm-hmm. One of Jesus's desires for you, one of God's desires for you is that you enjoy your life. Mm-hmm. And that you have a type of joy that, to your point, is not circumstantial, but is a little bit of heaven in the real world. Mm-hmm. When Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, that's not just about getting you into heaven after you die. That's about getting heaven into you now while you live. Mm-hmm. So even in the midst of a painful, broken world, you can experience on the inside a little bit of heaven in the real world. And so um, enjoying your life as part of God's will for us. Uh, to your point, it's, it's one of the aspects of, of um, keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. And it's God's desire for us. Um, I came out of it, uh, I've, I've had times in my life where I was very depressed. Um, I've had times in my life where... Um, context of your question. There was a lot of good things going on the outside. There just weren't a lot of good things going on inside of me Mm -hmm. Uh, to the point that my wife sat me down. uh, This was a few years ago. And Katrina said, Hey, um, because we both kind of come from some rough backgrounds and and things. And so anyway, she, she said, Hey, um, you've built a pretty good life. This part was complimentary. You've built a pretty good life for me and the boys. Thank you. And she said some other nice things along those lines. And then she ended with, you've built this good life for us. Thank you. Why don't you come over here and learn to enjoy it with us? Mm-hmm. And man, that was just That's like a, a dagger. punch in the <laughs> gut, you know, from my fine Scottish a Truth glass. dagger, though. Yeah. No, I totally needed to hear it. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why I married that woman. She tells me the truth. Um, I've been on this journey of learning how to enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning to receive the joy that Jesus has for me because I spent a lot of years trying to prove myself. I spent a lot of years 
um, doing everything for everybody else. I, I, I spent a lot of years giving and did very little receiving. And that's not God's will for me. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got to learn to get in this rhythm yep. of receiving and giving so that you might enjoy your life. And that is God's will for us. Yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about this idea of rhythm. Because uh, so many people, when I have conversations about, you know, work and home life and, you know, personal and pouring into others and serving and all that, it, oh, I'm trying to find balance. And, and I'm, I'm trying to find this balance between work and, work and home. Um, talk about the difference between balance versus rhythm. Yeah. So nothing in the Bible teaches balance. Uh, Nothing in nature teaches balance. Uh, God is not about balance. Now, Um, hang on. When I, when I have my bonsai tree and I'm trimming it and I'm trying mm -hmm. to find that perfect balance. Yeah, no, you're not. Okay. You're trying to find rest (laughs) is what you're trying to find. Rest is not balanced. All right. Mr. Miyagi lied to me then. Yeah. Yeah. Let's listen to Jesus instead. <laughs> um, yeah, balance is, is, is not what the Bible teaches. Balance is a modern myth, I mm-hmm. think, that was propagated by the uh, <laughs> business planner movement. You mm-hmm. know, we've got to have a balanced life. In fact, I would even say, Robert, if your goal is to have a balanced life, one, that's not achievable. It mm-hmm. doesn't exist. And two, that'll actually stress you out. Yeah. Because when you're on a business trip, you're going to be worried about the fact that you're not at home. Mm-hmm. You're out of balance when you're on a business trip. That's right. Um, I mean, there's, there's a hundred yeah, of those if you, if scenarios. You picture in your head, you know, a scale with, with the two sides, you know, you put the little rocks on it and, and maybe one's work, one's home life. That's just one of many different examples of areas we have to find, quote unquote, balance according to the wisdom of, of society. It's always going to be tipping one direction or another. And to hold it perfectly still that's just not how life works. Life moves. It's, it's dynamic. There's change. There's constantly things going on. It would never sit perfectly in balance. It's always going to lean one way or another. But to your point, there are rhythms. Well, let's, let's look at the world God created. Mm-hmm. There are seasons. Yeah. Uh, we, don't, we don't have a, a balance of summer and winter. It's winter, dang it. Yep. That's where we are right now. Yep. And it's summer, dang it. That's where we are right now. Yep. Uh, that's not balance. That's seasons. Yeah. It's something different. There's a there's rhythm, a rhythm to, to how the earth rotates. Mm-hmm. There's a rhythm to how the earth rotates around. So we're spinning and we're rotating around the sun and the moon's rotating around us. There's, there's all of these rhythms at play. The universe dances. That's right. That's how life exists and it dances to a rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's how we are. That's right. I was talking to some guys the other day, and they they thought this was going to sound all spiritual, and then I helped them. Mm-hmm. But they were like, "Yeah, the the devil the devil never takes a day off, so neither neither do we." And I'm like, "Well, God takes a day off, you know, once a week. So why don't you like start following His plan instead of the devil's? You know, yeah. like we have this idea, right, that every day needs to be balanced. Every day I've got to accomplish. Every day I've got to whatever. That's just not how life works. Yeah." Uh, life is in rhythm, and God operates in rhythm. And now that now that you've mentioned it, let's let's go. Let's Your go to, heart is beating right now in to a rhythm. rhythm. You are breathing in a yeah. rhythm. You do not want a balanced heartbeat. Yes, <laughs> you want it to speed up when you need more, and you want it to slow down when you need less. Yes, yeah, and and follow a specific order. And That's right. Yeah. Um, you mentioned creation, and in creation, God creates day one, two, three, four, five, six. On the seventh day. God rests. And then he turns around and, and he gives this command. So if you, if you study the Old Testament, God gives a, a bunch of commands to, 
to the Jewish people through Moses. And he's got this top 10 list. And in that is the 10 commandments. Uh, and, and in there, one of the 10 commandments. So along with, Hey, don't kill, don't steal. Uh, there's keep the Sabbath holy. And in all the 10 commandments, it's the only commandment that God gives a why behind it. Mm-hmm. So he's not like, Hey, don't kill. Cause man, that's not cool to kill people. Like he doesn't give a why <laughs> he just says, don't kill, uh, don't steal, don't covet. Um, but with the Sabbath, he gives a whole description. In fact, there's more written in the Ten Commandments about the Sabbath than any of the other laws. And and he talks about, well, I rested. I set you an example. I worked six days. I rested. This is the rhythm that I have modeled for you and that I am now passing along to you. And then Moses, he's going to reiterate it after they come out of slavery out of Egypt. And again, it's, okay, we were slaves. We had to work seven days a week. Now it's again, let's bring the ways of heaven into this life, learn to enjoy creation with God. And so there's this rhythm that he's created for us of six days of work and a day of just entering into rest. Sabbath means to to stop, to rest, and, and a day of worship and joining God in enjoying creation. And I think for a lot of us, the reason we're not enjoying our life is we have no rhythm to our week. Yeah. It's just go, 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 go. Yeah. Well, we don't have a rhythm to the week. We don't have a rhythm to a day yeah. because you need both and yep. you need a rhythm to a month and you need a rhythm to a year. Yes. Uh, and, and the more that you keep in step with the rhythms that God has created, the better the dance of your life will be. That's a good line. You can rip that off. The more that you keep in step with the rhythms that God has created, the better the dance of your life will be. Picture the word holiday in your mind. Mm-hmm. The word holiday actually comes from these two words, holy day. Mm-hmm. It actually comes from the idea of the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about me learning to enjoy your life. For a long time, I was totally out of rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for balance. And I would feel guilty when I was at work because I wasn't at home. And when I was at home, I'd be thinking about things I needed to get done at, at work. Mm-hmm. And there just wasn't that that rhythm to life. Um, I'll say this on occasion in, in sermons if you've been at Sun Valley for a long time. Um, you perhaps have heard me say this before. It's always fascinating to me when my family would be in line at Disneyland, you know, the happiest place on earth, and we're waiting to go on, you know, the roller coaster or whatever. And families are arguing with each other in the line on the holiday, the vacation at the happiest place on earth. And, One day, uh, my wife and I were talking about it, and she says, why do you think that is? And I'm like, well, because they've just ignored each other all year long, right? And now they're trying to make up for it, and they're frustrated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And all the frustrations they didn't share all year long because they hadn't spent time together are coming out Mm -hmm. at the happiest place on earth because they're out of rhythm. Yeah. There is a a dance to life. Um, I'm going to add one more thing. Uh, The idea of quality time, that doesn't exist. All there is is time. Mm-hmm. Now, there needs to be segments of time where we're 100% focused, but there's no such thing as quality time. There's just quantity and what you do with it. Mm-hmm. So you can't ignore your spouse all year long and then all of a sudden make up for the relationship one week away or, or your kids or whatever. That's why you're yelling at each other in the line at Disneyland. Yeah, We've got to figure out rhythm of the day, rhythm of the month, rhythm of the year, and live in that rhythm. And that's what creates joy in life because that's the way we were created. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned holy days. When the command is given, remember the Sabbath and keep it 
holy. Holy means set apart. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, You treat this day different. And it's fascinating. You look at world religions and there's these holy places and God says, Hey, there's, there's a space and time and I'm declaring that holy mm-hmm. and I will meet you in that space. And, and, and it's this to be set apart, to be protected. And again, this is not a suggestion of the Bible. This falls under command. And if you're like, well, that's an old Testament command. And didn't Jesus change everything? You, you have different laws in, in the old Testament. You have ceremonial laws, you have dietary laws, and then you have moral laws. Moral laws carry over things like don't kill, don't steal, don't covet, don't commit adultery, all that. Those are moral laws. That that carries over in the new covenant with Jesus. Keeping the Sabbath is a moral law that God has given us. Yeah. For those of you who've been in church for a long time, you, you need to just rewind, like take back the podcast just a few minutes and listen to everything Robert just said again. People don't understand what carries over from the old to the new. Mm-hmm. In fact, Robert, to the extent, just give it to us quickly again, the three kinds of laws. Yeah, so you have ceremonial law. This has everything to do with the temple and the processes that God gave Moses and the priests and, and all of that. You have dietary laws. Don't eat goats shellfish. cooked in mother's shellfish. milk. You can't, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Shellfish. You can't. And, and there's dietary laws, which God gives a vision to Peter, and there's this blanket comes down with all these different animals. He's like, it's cool to eat that. Gentiles can can be a part of this thing. Um, And then there's moral law, right and wrong. Uh, What is okay? What is not okay? And moral law does not change. That does not change. Yeah. It is truth forevermore. Yep. Yeah. So the other two are for a certain time, a certain place. That's right. But moral law is forevermore. Yep. Yep. And Jesus, he, with the new covenant, so that was for a a certain covenant um, with with Moses and the people of Israel that was to set them apart until the Messiah would come. Jesus fulfilled all of that. And now they they were set apart in dietary and ceremonially, all of that. And now Jesus starts this new covenant and now it's for all people. It's not just for Jewish people in a certain culture. It's for all cultures. It's for all ethnicities. And and it's it's a new covenant. Yeah, I, I, I wanted uh, to make sure we all grabbed a hold of that because I don't think most people realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the context of today's conversation, a day of rest, and, and rest doesn't mean you lay around and stare at the ceiling. It means it's, you enjoy your life. That's right. It's different than, so I think sometimes we think Sabbath is a day off, a day off of work. And I can just veg out, watch Netflix, do yard work, work on a project over here. That That's not... We're missing out if we if we settle for that as our Sabbath. Uh, Sabbath is enjoying relationships, enjoying creation, and and there's not a very prescriptive thing given for Sabbath. It's rest and it's worship. Right. Well, what was interesting is um, the religious leaders made it a burden. Correct. And so Jesus was you know challenging them on that fairly regularly. And I love what he says. He says, "Okay, you guys are because they're they're walking through a field and they're picking off." wheat and munching on it. And all the religious people are like, oh, you're breaking all these rules that we've created to go with this. And Jesus flat out says, hey, man wasn't made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for for mankind. This is God's gift to you. This is not meant to be a burden. This is to free you. This is to bring joy into your life, not burden. Jesus says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Take it upon you. Like, learn from me. The Sabbath is God's gift to you. Yes. Um, the biggest thing for me, and I'll talk about it in a couple of weeks in the sermon, the biggest thing for me in the realm of learning to enjoy my life is just learning again to receive mm-hmm. that God gave a gift 
for me. I come from this background that if you're going to follow Jesus, you better be suffering all the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if, if, if you're not up at four o'clock in the morning praying, you're just not spiritual. Which, by the way, the people who did that, they went to bed at seven o'clock because they didn't have electricity. And when you read about all these, you know, <laughs> religious leaders over the past, yeah, they slept 12 hours before they got up at 4 a.m. What, what would it mean to live your life in abundant fashion? What would it mean to have moments in your day where you just work hard, you mm-hmm. work your tail off because you, your soul needs that too, but you also have other moments where you're not doing anything, mm-hmm. but you're sitting there enjoying your, your children or your spouse or the sunset or, you know, um, my dog snores. Sometimes I just like sit there and listen to him snore where, where you just, uh, where you just breathe. Yeah. There's just, there's just a rhythm to, to life. And this series is all about uh, maybe letting go of some things mm-hmm. so that we can receive some things from God uh, because he does want us to enjoy our life. Yeah. And let, let me just add this to what you're saying. And I, I think it, it ties in. Um, there was a, this author who was doing hospice care and, and, and she wrote, she was a nurse. She wrote all the things she learned from the dying. Mm. And, and across there's the, a lot to learn from the there's so much. So she's had, you know, hundreds, thousands of people that, that she's been there in the last moments and she yeah. would just interview them mm-hmm. about their life, about their regrets, about their successes, about their, you know, and she said consistently that the come regrets, on, this is going to be good. All right. Everybody pay close <laughs> attention. I want to hear this, Robert. The things, and, and you already know the answer. All this research, all it does is it confirms what you already know. People at the end of their life go, I wish I would have spent more time with relationships. Mm-hmm. I wish I wouldn't have worked so hard chasing all of those things. I, I wish I would have learned to enjoy the simple things along the way and not be pressured by everybody's expectations. I, I wish I would have taken some chances in some areas. And, and when I when I read this, when I, when I listen to it, I go, they're all wishing they would have Sabbathed along the way. Yeah. They're all wishing that they would have submitted themselves to the rhythms of creation and life that God has given us and gifted us to work hard, but to spend time with the ones we love, to worship him a day a week, to just enjoy what he's given us for however many weeks we have. Um, I don't know the reference, but this verse is in my mind, so I'm going to share it. Um, Lord, teach us to number our days. Psalm 90. Yeah, it's Moses. Lord, teach us to number our days so they, that we might gain a heart of wisdom. Yeah. You only got so many days. Yep. Yeah. Make them count. Well, hopefully this series is going to be helpful for people. I know it's even just preparing it. I've been incredibly convicted and challenged on a lot of things in my own life personally. And so I'm excited for what God's going to do through this for me, selfishly, as well as for, for our people. Enjoying your life. Uh, we teased about, you know, that doesn't sound very deep. That's because we don't know who God is. Mm. Um, the depth and the riches of the joy of God, the joy of the Lord is our strength. That whole idea is what we're talking about in this series, and it's deep and it's rich. And our prayer is that it'll be very helpful to you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. 
And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.